Hey everyone, this is Dan Bunnick. Welcome to One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980. It's going to be a minute-by-minute podcast. We're talking two zombie films. One Italian, one more or less French, I think with a bit of Spanish thrown in. We'll talk more about that as we go along. But yeah, we're talking 1980. We're talking after Dawn of the Dead. We're talking after Fulci Zombie, when there was just this huge brace of, of zombie or zombie-related films that came out in the early 80s. And of course, 1980, I think slashers, but zombies were also huge at that time. And if you're wondering the title circa 1980, two reasons for that, three reasons for that. One, I like that more than One Minute with European Zombies 1980. I just like the circa 1980, I think, um, adds a little flavor. Second, Burial Ground, which is one of the two films we'll be talking about, sometimes has a, it will pop up as 1981. I don't, as far as I know, it isn't. It's copyright 1980, but I, I didn't want anyone who thought, hey, that's 1981 to, to go at me for the title of this. So it's circa 1980. And three, eh, depending upon how this goes, there were a lot of, these fun zombie-ish films made in 80, 81, 82, well, 80, 81 mainly. Uh, so we might do a, and there was stuff in 79, so we might do a uh, circa, actual proper circa. But I just like it. I like, I like using the word. I like to be intelligent when I'm talking about Zombie Lake. Don't we all, at the end of the day? So yeah, this I've already given them away. Zombie Lake, uh, Ro- Jean, Jean Rolin, R-O-L-L-I-N, Rolin, Rolin. I'm not French, I apologize, but we're going to call him JR. And uh, Burial Ground, directed by Andrea Bianchi. We're going to call him Andy. And those are the two films, yeah, we'll be discussing minute by minute through here. I believe, just sort of looking at the timing, Zombie Lake is about a little under two minutes longer. So if you've listened to my previous minute by minute podcast, the the one other time I did double features, late 80s, slashers, Blood Lake and Ice, Blood Lake was like seven minutes longer. So the last seven episodes were just Blood Lake related, uh, ice related, I'm sorry. Uh, so this, this one will be a little closer in the end. That's one of the reasons why I chose these two films is because they're very close in length. And I will be watching from the Redemption slash Kino Lorber Blu-ray for Zombie Lake and the wonderful Severin Burial Ground uh, 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 Blu-ray there. Although the audio you will be hearing is not, as far as I know, from the Blu-rays. I can't I can't pull audio from Blu-rays at the moment. So hopefully the audio will more or less match up with what we're talking about minute by minute. If it's slightly off, I apologize. I'm going to try to keep what I talk about to the minutes per the Blu-ray, but we'll, we'll, you'll hear it as you go along. I don't, I don't want to make this overcomplicated, but hopefully what we're hearing, uh, what you're going to hear will match what I'm going to talk about minute by minute. So that is the, well, that's that. That's what we're going to talk about here. And this episode will be the first minute. I, th- I think we'll do Zombie Lake first. First minute of Zombie Lake, then the first minute of Burial Ground. I might be mixing it up and doing Burial Ground first, Zombie Lake second. I guess, I guess sometimes it all depends upon what's going on. I just want to throw a little bit of zombie knowledge at you. And if you're saying to yourself, Dan, um, you don't need to tell us about zombies. We got it. Yeah, maybe everyone doesn't got it. I don't know. Zombies, uh, they were, I think in the 19th century was when the, the, the term sort of first came up. And they were Haitian, 
possibly with uh, like African origins. And yeah, they're they're basically the undead brought to life through voodoo and such. And the early zombies in movies were the ones in say like your white zombie and your uh, revolt of the zombies. I walked with the zombie. Uh, Scared stiff has a zombie in it. Uh, Martin Lewis film. A zombie and the, 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 yeah, the early zombies were sort of just these kind of uh, meandering, maundering. No, just kind of these meandering. Uh, they were servants. They were used as servants in White Zombie, and that's 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 what they were. And sometimes they carried out this, that, and the other thing. But they weren't what we know of as zombies. And that came about with a little film called Garden of the Dead. No, I'm kidding. It came out. We'll talk about that in a moment. But Night of Living Dead, 1968, George A. Romero. You know the film. They're not called zombies in the film. That came later. And in fact, I remember very specifically. Circa I don't know, 1980-ish, when I was 7, 80, 81, when I was maybe 8. I knew of the film Night of Living Dead. I think I'd vaguely heard of Dawn of the Dead. and I, I can't say at that time whether I'd heard of Zombie or anything like that. Although I do remember the Gates of Hell, Fulci's City of the Living Dead trailers or, or um, ads in the paper very clearly this uh, you know with that, that the living dead had at, above the graveyard and, and just no one under 17 admitted and I thought oh my god what happens in that movie but I think I've probably told that story uh, 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 my meeting up with that movie uh, before so I won't tell it here unless I'm wrong so uh, so you had Night Living Dead and it, it, they're, they, they are what have become zombies. Although, when I first started reading about the film, I was uh, visiting my cousins, my cousin Kenny and Chrissy, and my cousin Kenny had a book on horror films that talked about Night of Living Dead. It was probably from the mid-70s, and it called them ghouls. It didn't call them zombies. And what I knew of from like talking with an uncle who had seen the movie, they weren't any sort of zombies that I knew of. So this was kind of a new thing. At that point, I didn't realize that they'd cropped up throughout 70s stuff. And I kind of knew that Dawn of the Dead was a sequel to Night, but I was seven or eight. You know, I was an idiot. You, throughout the 70s, you get... It's, it's always funny to me because Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead more so, I, I think, just for the immediate rip-offs. Because Dawn of the Dead came out around the time of Halloween and then Friday the 13th. There's sort of... You can watch like Halloween, then all the slasher tryouts that came out in 79, 80 that culminated in Friday the 13th. And then all the slashers kind of went off of that, more or less. And and Dawn of the Dead comes out, and then you get immediately Zombie, and Zombie is the one where people go, okay, we can do that one, and they kind of rip that one off. Although Zombie does actually go back to the Caribbean and stuff, Caribbean and stuff like that, but it gives us Zombies a la the ghouls, as it were, in Night and Dawn. But it's funny, with Night of the Living Dead, you do get sort of zombies and living dead throughout the 70s. I mean, obviously, you get your Templar Knights in, in the uh, the Blind Dead series, and you get uh, Garden of the Dead, John Hayes' bunch of um, uh, uh, inmates sniffing formaldehyde and coming back uh, to life as, as, as zombies. I love that movie. It's 60 minutes long. It's such a treat. And, you know, it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's like it's like um, Nick Millard's films from that time and, and beyond. You know, it, it comes in, it does its business, and then it's gone. And then you have, obviously, uh, uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, uh, a.k.a. Is it Don't Open the Window. I always forget what you're not supposed to open or close in that one. 
and you also get say like the child it has a huge Night of Living Dead esque um, living corpse attack in the end, and you sort of got that throughout the the seventies randomly stuff like that. Although having said that, I to me the thing that sticks in the mind that that kind of Night of Living Dead brought. Um, the element of Night of Living Dead that was used most, I think, by films in the 70s was the ending. Sort of the, I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil what the ending is, but sort of a downbeat ending or real twist, a kind of stab in, in the tail kind of ending of the movie where you're like, whoa, and it completely twists and turns. To me, that more so than actual zombies and Living Dead, that was something you saw throughout the 70s. And, uh, and which, which is so great because then by the time you get to Dawn of the Dead, he can act like he's redoing that and then put a little shaboom on it and, and suddenly go in a different direction. And I, the first time I saw Dawn of the Dead and the ending was approaching, I was like, oh, gosh. Okay. Hey! And then it happens. You're like, whoa, that's crazy. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's, it's fun. And I'm sure you all have seen Dawn of the Dead a hundred times as I have. So yeah, so the 70s, you do get Living Dead. Uh, a lot of times they weren't zombies specifically, but they became that after Fulci Zombie, more or less, saying, we are going to eat you. You know, he very specifically took, like I said, the early zombie myths, called them zombies, but had them eat people like the ghouls in, in the Romero films. And from then, we just got a slew of films, and you know, zombies still are zombie apocalypse and all sorts of crazy stuff. People go nutty for zombies, and they're fun. I mean, because they're these relentless things, and they are they look like us in general. Uh, they look like us, and, and they're just, they want to eat us, which is yucky. Very yucky. I, I don't think we got a lot of like before Night of the Living Dead, I mean, there were giant insect movies and animals and things that would eat us. But generally, like, Dracula wants to get your blood and Frankenstein monster is just going to strangle you, maybe throw you off something. The werewolf, what's he doing? He's not eating us, right? I mean, he's ripping your throat out or something like that just because he's like a crazy wolf and the mummy's strangling you. But you don't really have a um, one that just wants to eat you. I mean... I always love the blob because it just goes over and dissolves you. But I don't know that it's specifically eating you so much as just that's what it does. It roll, It's mindless. It rolls on. You get sucked up in there. But yeah, so zombies uh, are still everywhere. But the, the first real sort of big crazy zombie pile was... A, a concentrated zombie pile was at the end of the 70s, early 80s. And a lot of the films were European. And so that's where we're going to today. Like I said, we're starting off uh, with the Eurocine classic. I love Eurocine so much. I want to own every Eurocine film on Blu-ray. I want Daniel White to come over to my house and compose the music for one of my days, just with like the the like the Hammond organ or whatever he had, and he just play when I go from room to room. I just want to hear that music. Yeah. So we're we're gonna start with Zombie Lake. We're about to discuss the first minute. I know this opening has gone on a little long. There's going to be a reason for that when we get to the minutes here. But Zombie Lake, and then we are going to go and talk the first minute of Burial Ground, aka the Knights of Terror. I always the Night of Terrors, the Knights of Terror. We can discuss that more when we get into it. But I will also be discussing the directors and other stuff going on with the movies. Probably not in this episode, though, because zombie talk. So let us begin now. And if you are watching the Blu-ray... We're skipping the Redemption logo, which is the first 10 seconds. I believe it's about, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I got a plane right here. 
it's uh, when you when you hit play on the Blu-ray, it's one hour twenty-seven minutes ten seconds, and the logo at the start is about approximately ten seconds. So we're we're going to start at about eleven seconds in and go eleven to a minute and ten seconds. That's what's happening here to get technical on you because it's fun. So here we go, the first minute of Zombie Lake. fully dive into the minute let me just say that one of the joys in previous years of zombie lake was the dub the english dub of zombie lake is one of those goofball dubs like burial ground will be like say for your height only or geez there 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 are quite a few there there are sometimes when the dubbers are trying to Cannibal Terror is another one, another Eurocine film. There are sometimes when the dubbers, all the folks who did these films, that same pack of folks, seem to be trying to do it seriously. And there are other times when they're just screwing around. You know, you got a bug in your hair. I like the way you pay attention. I always use for your height only because that's one of my favorites. But this one has goofy English dubbing at this point, and for the next few episodes, we're not going to have to worry about any words being spoken. I'm still not sure if I'm going to watch this with the English dub or in French with subtitles. Or, now I'm thinking of it, in English, the English dub with the subtitles, which are matched up to the French. That would be interesting. Okay, maybe I'll do that. So, what do we got here? We got the opening minutes. We got credits. We have a lake, a very lily paddy lake. We have a swan in the lake we have some lovely i know is that electric piano i don't i thought it was like an organ is that an like an organ or celeste or something that i imagine is daniel white playing very sort of placid isn't quite the word i mean it's it's the kind of music you drift off to sleep to if there wasn't a completely gorgeous woman in little white short shorts walking across the screen and plus credits so you're paying attention to the credits because it's eurocine um the names in Eurocine credits are always a hoot. Now, Cannibal Terror is one of my favorite ones for names that all seem like they're made up. This isn't as crazy, but what I'm going to do is what I always do with the credits is I'm going to go through the minute and just read you the names of the credits. Half these names are made up. I don't know who half these people are, and but uh, I'm, I'm, we're just going to go through them anyway. So we start off and we get the uh, the lovely, the swan, just hanging out. We get Eurocine Presente. Presente. And I love Eurocine so much. They're just this... I mean, they're bonkers. I mean, uh, every single Eurocine film I've seen is just... Some of them, like, say, The Invisible Dead, Orloff and The Invisible Dead, are bonkers. Some, like... Oh, 
Oasis of the Zombies are I used to use that when it was on VHS under the title Blood Sucking Nazi Zombies as my insomnia cure. If I could not sleep, I put on Blood Sucking Nazi Zombies and I was out within 15 20 minutes. That's why I have it on Blu-ray. Uh but so so we get yeah, we get the swan on here. I just go along. So we start off early on and as Howard Vernon, the great Howard Vernon, they'll remember me, Sidney Applebaum. I was I, I do like love and death. And Howard Vern's in there. And, but over, how you, you get this, this lovely woman with the long, brunette with the long hair, very tanned, with a nice purse, probably some sort of designer purse, like a flannelly type shirt on, and those little white short shorts. And her, well, they're not, they're not terribly little, but they're little-ish. And her name is Pascal Vital. She was in maybe about uh, 15, 20 different things. She was in, uh, the the same year she was in or the year before she was in something called Secrets of a French Maid I'm in I love it and she was also in uh, Faceless but I haven't seen uh, Jesus Franco's Faceless but I have not seen that in ages but she is lovely and so we're, we follow her she walks through the woods and we get some great I've got the French dub on here and we get some great um, foley on her walking through the woods and some strange echo noises as she sort of steps over a log and on some other stuff and then next up, the next name after Howard Vernon is Pierre, because you have to have someone named Pierre in a Eurocine film. Pierre, I'm going to screw this up, and I apologize. Escourou. Escourou? E-S-C-O-U-R-R-O-U. Love him. Hi, Pierre. Welcome to the film. Can't wait to see you. I can't stop looking at her. Oh, and also Anushka. Also, uh, Anushka in Anushka, she will be. Uh, I believe she plays Helene. Helene. Uh, we'll we'll talk about her uh, a bit later on. But yeah, they're they're all in the great, the wonderful Zombie Lake, aka, and I'm going to screw this up. Le Lac Lac des des Zombies. Hey, there you go, the Lac des Zombies. They're just they're just going right for it here. And you you can see how quick, like in Dawn of the Dead. I, I forget if they call them zombies in Dawn of the Dead. I mean, we know of them as zombies in Dawn of the Dead. They don't call them that night. Um, I'd have to watch it again. It's been a few years. But zombies specifically makes it, these are zombies. There's no getting around it. So less than a year later, you know, these goofballs at Eurocine are are, are making the, 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 the lock, uh, lock in some zombies. And it's it's awesome. So she walks along the water a bit. And un film de J.A. Lasser. 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 Now, of course, yeah, that's a made-up name. That would be Mr. That would be J.R. Mr. Mr. J. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about him later on. I don't, to you folks listening to this for the first time going, is he just going to read, uh, go through second by second? No, I'm not. But I'm going through the credits because they are the credits. So let's see. So we got the Un Film Day. And she goes up to a lovely sort of gazebo-y type thing here. And then we get, uh, it's with Anthony Manns, Nadine Pascal, Yuri Rad, and uh, Robert Altman's brother, Bert. You know, I, this was 1980, so he was probably he was production designer on Popeye, so he probably made this in between Quintet and Popeye. He said, "Bob, I got to go out to France. I got to be in a film with um, uh, Pascal Vital and Anushka, and um, and would you let me go?" And he says, "Yeah, but please come on back. You have to help design uh, Robin Williams' forearms." And that octopus. I do like Popeye. But but yeah, so that's Bert Altman. And uh, so, yeah, she goes up the... Um, she goes on into the gazebo. And we're almost at the end of the minute here. But we got Gilda Arancio, Mar- Marcia Sharif, 
Yvonne Denny and Jean-René Bleu. And yeah, and, and it just basically the minute ends with the gal kind of going up to the edge of the, oh, I just, I just paused it on the, you know, with, and also with uh, Jean Rolin, JR, who, who he is in the movie. And, and if you pause it, right, and I, this is going to happen during this podcast, and I, I apologize. If you pause it at that moment, uh, our gal is kind of bending over in the background. So, so right above the O, Cheeks and short shorts. I apologize, folks. That you know that's going to happen in this one. So yeah, so, so you get his name on it, and the minute ends with her looking around, and she starts to unbutton her shirt. She's got about two buttons down, and so the minute endeth, and that's about it, really. It's it's sort of it's it's setting up this sort of lovely French wooded area with a lovely lake and maybe one too many lily pads for swimming in, but that ain't going to stop anybody in this. So just a lovely lake and this great space and this gazebo and it's in the middle of nowhere. There's no one else there. And there's this beautiful woman and she's going to, she's taking off her top. So you see the lake and I think we're going to associate that she might be going for a swim. So you see, that's one of the reasons why I talked about zombies a lot at the beginning because there's really not much to say about the first minute of Zombie Lake. There will be a bit more about the first minute of Burial Ground. Let's dive in. Oh, I will say, spoiler, the first minute of Burial Ground is much hairier than the first minute of Zombie Lake. Let's go. the secret. It's incredible. Incredible. Yet it's true. Very, very different sort of minutes here. Zombie Lake with the beautiful woman walking along the lake with this sort of plaintive... Uh, almost, almost elevator Muzaki kind of stuff playing, and this with that lovely minimal. I love that. I wish Severin's been putting out a lot of CDs with their their Blu-ray, I, and I, I would imagine their DVD releases also. But their 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 CD sound, uh, soundtracks alongside the 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 Blu-rays are awesome, and in fact. Just a little side tangent. What in eighty one? Rosso Sangue, aka Horrible Monster Hunter, Anthropophagus Two, Absurd. They put that out on Blu-ray in two thousand eighteen, and I wasn't going to buy it because I had the was it eighty eight films put it out, and it was substantially kind of the same kind of look to it. I, but I love that freaking absurd soundtrack, which you can get a preview of in the pieces soundtrack in the Grindhouse Blu-ray, but. Love that soundtrack they included in there. I bought it. I wish they had the soundtrack for Burial Ground on here. I love this sound. I love that. 
I find it's so eerie. It's such an eerie synth to me. I, I have somewhere around here, I have like someone online a few years ago made a three CD compilation of some of the best sort of uh, Italian horror-y, giallo music from the 70s, early 80s. And they included several minutes from Burial Ground. And they probably just pulled it right from the, the audio on the VHS or, or the DVD. But it was just so eerie, and I just love it. So that's a nice start. And it has a very nice opening that I like where you hear the and everything's dark, but then the camera kind of almost shaky, uh, in a shaky manner, kind of moves down. You see some light fill up the bottom of the screen. You see like you're in a cave somewhere, and there's this guy carving something out of the stone, and then he turns around about 30 seconds in. He has the most gorgeous beard you've ever seen. It's huge. It's it's voluminous. It's voluptuous. It's it's shiny. Well, I don't know that it's shiny, but it's a great freaking beard. And he gives it his all. The the he's not going to be in this film long. Spoiler, but when he's in it, his beard is there to win it. If you will forgive me. So, yeah. So this is some kind of guy uh, checking out some ruins, and he finds this stone. And it's great because when he's looking at the, st- I, I I'm not going to spoil too far ahead, but I love how focused this minute is on. Only I know the secret. It's incredible. Incredible. But it's true. And I don't I don't know that we ever actually and you join me on this journey because I don't remember. I don't remember if we actually learned sort of what the secret is. Uh spoiler, it will be I brought a bunch of long dead to life to eat everybody. But and it's a great because this stone he took it's like it's 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 got a bunch of like hieroglyphic-y type things on it, a, a couple of different um, uh, shapes and images, and I, ju- I just went and hopped to them. There's sort of like an upside-down A, uh, uh, an unhappy face, and looks like a tree, like a little Christmas tree. Not quite a Charlie Brown Christmas-style Christmas tree, but that. And I'm wondering, like, upside-down A face tree. A face tree? What's the upside-down of A? I, I don't know that that means anything. Maybe it's um, maybe it's a plow or something? Like the, like the, the back of a plow? Plow face tree? <gasps> Only I know the secrets. Plow face tree. But then you see on, on the paper he has next to him, he has some hieroglyph-type images there but he also has like ruins like ancient like druidic ruins and, and things like that well and so you're you're wondering like what this is a hell of a secret and i love the fact that there's this little piece of stone with these three images and some other little carvings up on top that is everything he needs to find the secret i want to know what the secret is i want to know what the secret is now we're not going to find out now we may find out in a future minute but there are no credits in here so this is taking a little less time than the previous thing and as much as i love a big cuddly bear i love a good looking lady more sorry everyone so so mr beardy maybe mr beardy weirdy i don't know but at the moment mr beardy uh has his secrets and we're gonna hopefully learn what the secret is i do prefer his synthy music more than the daniel white um elevator music but that's just me so and and before I wrap this minute up, there will be more stuff. Here's the thing. 
I specifically, there were a whole slew of movies. Well, not a whole slew, maybe half a dozen or more that I could have chosen for this. I chose these two specifically because they're different countries and because Burial Ground is very much a... And we'll talk more about uh, some stuff about Burial Ground itself in, in the next one. And Zombie Lake also, or, or one of them. I don't want to... This episode's already gone on long enough, so we're going we're gonna to wrap this up here, but I love... And may I say, have a look at the, um, the, the beardy gentleman's fingernails. I think they look pretty nice for the fact that he's been, been picking around. In the, they look much nicer than mine, and I haven't been picking around in caves, pulling out runes and, and hieroglyphs. Plow face tree... Plowface, plowface tree, plowface tree. Maybe that's uh, like an Italian. Is that an Italian? Is pastry? Plowface tree? Is it face tree? I'm sorry. So, burial ground is very much people arrive at a place, the dead come to life, they amass, they attack, they swarm, they kill, they tear it up, it builds, it builds, it builds! Maybe not quite that, but that's more or less what happens in burial ground. Where Zombie Lake is more. More like a JR kind of film, but it does it does sort of have a build to it, but it kind of goes off on a lot of tangents and does weird stuff. F- far more weird stuff than you would imagine a film that close out of the out of the blocks, as it were, uh, after Zombie. And uh, which is which is what makes it fun. That's why I paired the two together. One of them is to me sort of a standard wonderful. You could show this to any zombie fan. I don't know that they'd love it, but I think they'd have a good time. And Zombie Lake is a different kind of beast, but with zombies and people getting killed and things like that. So I'm I'm looking forward to going through the next oh good gravy uh, 86 episodes with you guys and. Uh, I got it's funny. I have it. I have it paused right here, and I can see the A and the face and the tree. But the top half of the screen is almost all beard. Oh, I love seeing this in the proper aspect ratio. Back in the day when we we did burial ground on VHS, you didn't get as much beard. It was focused on the uh, the hieroglyphs there. And I know many a friend who bemoaned the fact that the beard was not as visible. So let's wrap this uh, minute up here. The, the minute one of Zombie Lake and Burial Ground. I don't have anything clever to say right here. So I will just play you this. 